Welcome to the Plexus Education Leadership Podcast Series. Today we have our guest, Dr. Beth Barfield, the 2020 elected superintendent of Glates County School District in Moorhaven, Florida. Dr. Barfield, fresh from a speaking engagement in Georgia, joined us and shared her district's experience of the impact of the devastating hurricane that ripped through her county and Lee County in early October. A servant leader, and she shares about the incredible opportunities available in Glades County Schools. Welcome again, everyone, to the Plexus Education Leadership Podcast. I'm David Linevers, one of the vice presidents at Plexus. And today we have our special guest, Dr. Beth Barfield from Glades County, Florida. She's a superintendent of schools in Glades County. Um, good evening, Beth. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good. I know it's kind of funny. I say good evening. Our listeners are like, well, we don't know if it's light or dark out, but <laughs> it is evening for you. It's starting to get dark out here. I mean, the sun going down early is really changes everything, doesn't it? It does. It does. I, I think we need to stick to one time zone and keep <laughs> it that way because it, it is dark outside right now. It's and true. so time just changed about a week ago for us. So it's everybody's in that adjustment period. You know, you were taught. It's so funny. Whenever you sometimes superintendents will say words, I think about adjustment. You guys, we were talking before the podcast, your district and your help with Hurricane Ian blowing through was pretty significant. You know, tell us about what you did. You, you, you guys have done some really neat stuff to help out local counties and things right around you. Yes, sir. We were really blessed. Our county did not get a lot of damage from Hurricane Ian, but one of our neighboring counties, several of our neighboring counties did, one being Lee County. And um, so we put out there on social media if any teacher or families wanted to um, ride a bus over to Fort Myers and um, go assist with at their shelters. We knew that there was a need. And so our community responded and um, we went over. There was about 60 of us and we were oh, able wow. to go over and help in the shelters. And um, Lee County Superintendent um, Dr. Bernier was very gracious um, to, to have us. And um, his leadership was just spoke volumes for the the community and for what it is that um, a good leader is supposed to do. And he yeah. took charge and he, he did a great job. Now is Lee County include Fort Myers? It does. Lee County's. Oh, so that's Fort that. Myers. Whole, yes. Oh my goodness. Oh boy. I can't even imagine what the damage looked like. It just it, seems. It was very, it was something I wasn't prepared for to see. Mm -hmm. Um, and the stories that we heard from the the residents in the shelters was just something that was life changing. And um, we, like I said, we were very blessed in Glades County that um, we had very minimal damage. Um, but um, I was so, I guess you could say, um, happy is really not a good word, but I was um, overwhelmed with pride in my community because they were so willing to go and donate their time and their their you know, resources to a neighboring county. You know, that's it, so awesome that you share resources because, you know, I, I've lived in areas where there's a lot of wildfire and the, the middle school was the shelter for people that were running from the fires. They didn't know if their homes were going to get wrecked or not. Did your county do some kind of sheltering as well? 
So we did offer shelters, um, a shelter out in the western part of our county at mm-hmm. our one of our elementary. It's a K eight school. Okay, and um, we had we had several that um, utilized that facility. Um, many of our migrant workers um, were there, and so. Um, you know, just being able to offer that service for those members of our community that, you know, maybe are underprivileged or don't have resources yeah. was um, was very fulfilling in, in many ways. Um, and I myself slept two nights in the shelter um, right alongside them. And okay. um, it was scary. The, it was the wind was very high. Um, and, you know, you, you just you're kind of in that little state of, you know, what are what's going to happen next. But um, we're really, like I said, very blessed that Glades County was spared the, um, the extensive damage that many of the counties around us had. You know, it's, it's incredible. And, you know, think about your team and the folks that went to help and, you know, your service and in the school, the K three eight school, that was a shelter, just how much of a local resource school districts are on every single front. We often forget that's the first place people go when there's trouble. The first place where do they go, we're going to shelter them at school. And then that's your schools. Absolutely. <laughs> so you probably have a whole emergency management plan and all that stuff. Don't you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Wow. So, so when you when, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, and we're currently um, working with emergency management, and management as well as our county commission to revise those plans because mm. I think once you go through something like that, then you realize the necessity of things that you didn't have in place that you needed to have in place, right. even though you know you don't want to learn by example. But there are some things that that were brought to our attention that we we weren't prepared for. Um, you know, like I had said earlier, that it was a lot of our migrant population went to the shelter, and there was very few um, Spanish speakers that were prepared for those men and women. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, that's something that we know for the next time that we need to have, you know, a better handle on. So, um, we are currently working with our emergency um, operations center and our county commissioners to make sure that we are, you know, better prepared and that we are able to be that service for our community. That's such a good point, and and I love that you're 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 thinking about that next step of management. And I know education is all about that too. So as you said that, I thought, well, okay, next time we'll be sure to have access to people that speak Spanish that can communicate. Because you want people to feel comfortable and assured that, hey, we're all in this together and you're not left out because you don't speak my language, right? That's a big deal. Now, you're the, you were the principal of Alva School in Lee County for a long time, correct? Or not a long time. You mentioned yes. you were a turnaround principal for them. Yes, I went over to Lee County. Um, my background is I actually am a product of the Glades County School District. I went kindergarten through senior year. I graduated from Moorhaven High School. I'm a proud terrier. Okay. Um, in 1990. Like it. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I went away to college. And then my husband is a watermelon farmer. And we um, lived, you know, on the farm and, um, moved away for a couple of years to, to do that. Um, the opportunity presented itself for me to come back to Glades County to purchase a home in Glades County, um, which I was extremely blessed to do. So mm. I, I love Glades County. And, um, so 
What was really nice was I was able to continue my employment in in Lee County as it was the driving distance was equally the same as what it was to come to Moorhaven. Oh, okay, nice. And so um, I was a turnaround principal um, in Lee County um, and then ended up um, going to another school for many years, um, River Hall Elementary. And then um, right before um, the pandemic hit, I was actually overseeing um, River Hall Elementary as well as Alva School. And um, oh, two schools. Okay. Yes, absolutely. So did not know at that time that this job was going to come available. Um, I'm an elected superintendent. And so um, the the former administrator at this at this district um, went to a different county. And so um, the position was available and I decided to um, to throw my hat in the ring and never had been involved in any type of politics. And um, so went and ran for it and was um, just internally honored that I was selected um, by the voters of Glades County. Now, when you talk about the running part, I, I have a friend here who just ran for school. Um, he was actually one of my staff members for many years, and now he's a school board member for the one of the elementary school districts. And watching him go through the election process and do these things, I mean, that must be humbling from the standpoint of knowing that who you are and, and what you want to do at the same time, bringing that together. It is running for a political office, especially in a, in a small you know, community that you were raised in. Um, it, it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, I was blessed because my opponent was someone that I was I had known most of my life and a very, um, a very good person and a very stand up man. Um, and. You know, I've, I've always told people, you know, if I wasn't running against him, I would vote for him myself. But mm-hmm. um, so I was really blessed in the fact that I had an opponent that I knew that if I did not win the seat and he won the election, that Glades County would have been in a good place. So we had a very good relationship. It wasn't dirty campaigning. And so that made my first, you know, my first experience in the political arena a positive one. Um so, you know, I think the hardest thing is, you know, when you you've grown up in a community, people see you as someone that, you know, they don't think of you as, you know, Beth Barfield, the superintendent. They see right. Beth Barfield, you know, the cheerleader that, you know, <laughs> so it's kind of it's kind of difficult. But um, but I was really blessed. And like I said, I'm, in, you know, internally, I'm I'm honored and, and just grateful that the voters saw to it that, you know, I was, you know, who they wanted to lead, you know, the district for four years. So it's four year term. And then, so you have to run for election every four years, if you want to maintain that. Correct. Every four years. The Plexus Education Leadership Podcast is made possible with the generous support of the Plexus Foundation and UnlimitedTutoring.com. Visit us at www.unlimitedtutoring.com and learn more about our high-quality tutoring offering and affordable pricing packages. We're here and dedicated to your academic success. www.unlimitedtutoring.com Man, that's, it's just amazing. <laughs> when you think about the, the need to do that too and like your relationship with the community obviously is really tight because you're an alum, you know, the area you're from there, you, 
you farmed it. You know what I mean? Like you, you have literally have a piece of the pie in the community. What are, what are some of the things since you have, well, she should join during the pandemic. I mean, talk about a lot of change <laughs> um, in, in the past couple of years, since you have been um, the superintendent, but two, is this your third year going on third year? Second year. Second, Second year. year. Mm-hmm. What are you seeing in your community? Like, tell us about what's going on. So we've, we have got such an amazing county. I just the students here are just amazing. Um, we've really had to um, have a focus, more directed focus on what we wanted um, to see in our school district and to, to have some just some narrowing down, some accountability, more so not just for the students, but for all staff members. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, one of the things that I always tell people is that, um, you know, obviously the school, the staff shortage was was difficult to deal with, making sure that um, all staff was certified to be in the areas that they were in. Um we last year we had a shortage and oh, I knew wow. I had to do something immediately. So I actually went and taught one period a day okay. um, and I taught um, government. Um, and let me tell you it, what it did for me as an educator was something that I recommend to all, all superintendents that if they have the opportunity to go back and spend an hour a day in, in a school and teach a class um, I was not certified to teach history, I, although I'm a national certified teacher. Um, there was a need, and I obviously I, ha- I have a degree in education, but um, I went back in the classroom and immediately some of the things that as a as a principal were some of my you know I wanted to make sure the standard was on the board. There were things that as a principal I was you have to do um, as as a teacher, I was like, oh, my goodness, that's not even that's not <laughs> even my top 10 things. I've got to get these kids to read. I've got to get these kids that's to true. have conversations. And one thing that stands out the most is I remember, you know, that first couple of days and I said, OK, we're going to be talking about the Electoral College. And what do you know? And I was so excited because I wanted to make sure that they were excited about it. And I they were like, wait a minute. Is there like a football team? Basketball team? Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. We Who's start this from- football team and what's their record? Yeah. We got to start from the beginning. So um, it really became a class that um, we did a lot of debating um, because I said I, the kids, a lot of the students that were in that class were kids that did not have, uh, not all of them, that the majority of them didn't have the opportunity to have the conversations with their families, um, you know, because in our in our country, not just our community, but in our country, you know, the 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 days of mom and dad sitting down with the kids at supper table and having these conversations just weren't happening. Right. So it's true. I was able to allow the students to bring those perspectives and those opinions to the table. And um, we had some amazing conversations. And I can tell you that I was, you know, there were very few things that I said we would not talk about um, because I wanted to get into their minds because I knew that if I could have them open up to me, then I could actually teach them. I could, I could mm. get into them to their, the way they're thinking. And it was, it was an amazing experience. So um, 
this year, we also, I went back into the classroom and, um, so I was able to, um, to, to not teach government though. We basically called it a life skills class. Um, and it just was going to be about, you know, how to, how to, how to change oil, how to tie a tie, you know, how to interview, um, just some things like that. Now, unfortunately, um, at this point, I have had to stop that class, um, because of some other obligations that I just could not, um, follow through with. Right. Right. But I will tell you, I still do go over to the high school and I still do meet with those students that were in that class because, you create a bond with these students and then yes. I didn't want them to think, oh, well, Dr. Barfield just, you know, blew us off. I mean, they understood and um, I still keep up with them. I check on them. You know, I find out, you know, how they're doing in school. Um, so it's it's been a blessing to me. But that one period a day was able to change the way and my perspective of what we're doing right in school in public education. I am a huge supporter of public education. You need to know that about me. I, I like feel it. like you know public education is 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 changing lives and we have been given such an opportunity to set the to set the cell for you know where we're going to go in our country. Um and having the right people and, and making sure that we are not indoctrinating our kids, that we are, you know, that we're setting the cell and what's happening in those classrooms mm-hmm. is, is, is so vital for our communities and, and for our states and for our country. You know, it's awesome to hear how much you support public education and to, it's really been my honor to have so many superintendents talk about that and just leaders like yourself and the other leaders. They have incredible teams. They love their communities and they, and they really look to bring the absolute best to the table for them of themselves to be able to help. And even as we were talking before, I mean, you're, you're out volunteering, you're, you know, you're at your shelter cooking and doing things that are just truly part of who you are, aren't they? Well, hold on. I don't want to take credit from anybody. I wasn't doing the actual cooking. I <laughs> I don't want to say that because I listen. Anybody that knows me knows that that is definitely nothing that I would. I'm the worst cook in the world. But um, we had um, we actually so two of our cafeteria staff that were there at, at the um, facility they mm. actually volunteered to do the cooking. I was just the one that said let's let's feed everybody. I, I like it record straight. That's yes. why I want to make sure because <laughs> like I want this to be accurate. And if anyone heard this and they said she did not cook, so. You know, you're, you mentioned your area, um, you know, when I was looking at the history of your area, that it was a boom town for a long time, a hundred years ago, and like two consecutive hurricanes just like wiped it out. And, and it's hard to imagine that when you think about hurricanes wiping these out, and then all of a sudden you see Ian, you're like, okay, I see how this can happen very, very easily. When you look at you know, the, the growth or the population and, you know, that your involvement in the city and the surrounding counties and the collaborations is, is the area growing, shrinking? What, what other challenges are you facing that way? You know, Glades County has a lot of uh, challenges just Mm -hmm. because of its mere size. However, um, we are, we are gloriously natural. It's, it's beautiful. It's, we're right on Lake Okeechobee. Um, We have, you know, we have a great um, 
atmosphere for bird watching and outdoorsmen um, where the the bass fishing is some of the best you're going to find in the United States, Lake Okeechobee. Mm. Um, you know, as far as I would say some of the opportunities for Glades County, um, yes. you know, for growth, you know, we are where we're sitting situated is you could be in, in Fort Myers in an hour, but you, you could also be in Fort Lauderdale in about an hour, hour and a half. Okay. So we're kind of in the middle of the state, you know, either way you go is the nightlife. And so drawing young families, you know, a lot of your younger generation, you know, they're looking for that nightlife. They're looking for the, the, the atmosphere, the, the clubs and, you know, Glades County just doesn't have that, but for families that are looking for, you know, your younger families that are looking for safe neighborhoods, safe mm-hmm. schools. Um, you know, we have a 4-H program in our, our community, um, Youth Livestock, which is raises oh, nice. a, a ton of money for families that, that show animals. And, um, you know, we're, it's Glades County is a great place for families that, that want to come and get away from the hustle and the bustle of the larger communities. Um, I always, I always laugh and say, you know, living in a small community, you know, don't worry about not knowing what you're doing because everybody else knows what you're doing. And so, um, That's so true. They, you know, but, but it's a good thing, you know, yeah, so, of course, I mean, like I said, I was raised in Glades County and, you know, my mom and dad, they didn't, they didn't have to worry to that they didn't know what I was doing because if I did something wrong, someone made that phone call and said, Hey, you know, let us tell you what your daughter was doing. Um, and then um, I myself, I have three children, okay. two of which graduated from Warhaven High School. And um, the same thing, you know, 20 years later, 25 years later, that same thing existed. You know, if one of my kids were doing something, people made that phone call. And, you know, in a small community, it's not to be uh, being nosy or to be, you know, to be ugly. They're doing it because they care about you and they care about the community. And, um, you know, one of the things that I really I want to bring forth about Glades County is that, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, rich, poor. Um, we have all sides of that economic, you know, it's a huge gamut. Um, also we have, you know, many, you know, different colors of skin, different religions. Um, our student population, they are all at the same high school and it's everyone gets along. It's a very everyone, it's almost like a huge melting pot. Um, and everyone gets along. Our kids go other places and they can't believe how everybody is so segregated because here in Moorhaven, everybody is just one. And I, and I speak of Moorhaven, but really all of Glades County, because we have more than just one, you know, we have more than two schools and, right. you know, Moorhaven Elementary and Moorhaven Middle High School. But we also have West Glades School, which is out, like I said, in our western part of our county. And then we are blessed to have um, Paymietta and Mahaga, which is a charter school on the Seminole Tribe of Florida at Brighton. Well, that's that's amazing. I mean, you're right. It, it's incredible. I mean, Florida itself is an incredibly diverse state. It is. And you're right. I mean, end to end, the mixture of folks, both inland and not inland, or I, I don't know, do they do they say inland versus coast, or how do they? How do you guys talk about that? Um, rural. I'm inland. I okay. mean, we are inland. So, I mean, we 
you know, one of the things that we, we, we talk a lot about is, especially when we're talking about, you know, we're trying to recruit and retain t- teachers, yes. and, you know, you know, come inland, you know, we may be small, you know, we may be in one of the smallest counties, but we have one of the largest hearts. Like we, we try to, we try to utilize our size um, as our strength. We don't look at it. We don't look at it as something that is negative. We look at it as something that is very positive. And, um, you know, this lifestyle isn't for everyone. This is small, laid back. Um, however, I will say this about Glades County, you know, it, there is a lot of opportunity for growth here. Mm. Um, and, you know, new businesses coming to Glades County. It's a great time to invest in Glades County. Um, to start a business because we are, as you know, the coast is growing and there's only so much property. So, you know, we're kind of landlocked in the fact that eventually the, the coast and the, those, you know, the east and the west coast are going to come inward. So that's right. They got to go Glades somewhere. County, exactly. Glades County has such a great opportunity. Um, we have a great partner, um, partnership with the Collier County School Board mm, where we have okay. opened iTech Glades, which is a phenomenal program for um, all the Heartland to come and take classes. Um, we have a culinary program. We have computers. So there's several, there's several, I want to say like six or seven right now, but it's continuously growing. So I only see growth um, in the future for Glades County. I'm really proud of our iTech Glades um, partnership. That's cool. I like that. iTech Glades. So Collier County, that's one of the bordering counties. So it's, it doesn't border Glades County, but it's not far from us. It's about an hour from us in Immokalee um, is what the closest would be for, for Collier County for us with us. Um, And so it's an outstanding program and um, they have an iTech, which is in Immokalee. Um, And then, you know, our iTech Glades is, is a sister school to that. And, you know, we have students from our high school that go over and take classes and they're given those opportunities that, you know, in the past they weren't they weren't able to utilize. Um, and now not only can students take it, it's also for our adult learners, because we have to remember, you know, as a as a public entity, we mm-hmm. are not just in the education of K through 12. I say right. you know, we're from cradle to 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 whatever, you know, cradle to to the end. I mean, we're education is lifelong. And so we have to be able to, um, to offer those services for, if you have an adult learner, maybe you have, you know, a a gentleman who hasn't been to school in 50 years and he wants to go back and learn a new trade. You know, Mm -hmm. I always tell people as a school district, one of the things that I am very, very, you know, it's probably one of my biggest you know, I get behind it. I talk about a lot is that that we are able to not only have students, you know, ready for, you know, college ready, but we're also ready for a career in and technical ready, Absolutely. Um, you know, the, the being workforce ready. Um, and, you know, I don't know about you, but if you've had to hire a plumber or, you know, those guys and, and, and ladies are making they're making bank right now. <laughs> they're um, doing very well. They're doing very well. And for so many years, our, our society judged somebody that didn't have a college education as right. less worthy. I think we're seeing now that they are very worthy and the potential for growth and for to, to become a business and to, to really 
And, you know, I, ha- I have a cousin actually, and he has opened a, a pesticide business and mm. is, is doing extremely well. And he has a call, he has a high school diploma and that's it. But he's making more money than most people that have a college degree. So I think society has really, you know, like I said, they, they turned, they kind of gave the, those people a cold shoulder. And now they're seeing that there is a need for that. Because like I said, if you've tried to get a plumber lately or, you know, or electrician, there is a, there's huge money to be made. You know, I, I love that you talk about that as a superintendent um, because you have to look at all of those pieces. How do you get students ready for careers, for vocations, for college, for, you know, being good citizens, for doing whatever they're going to do in it? It really is all encompassing those pieces you think about and those, those partnerships and things like iTech leads just sound amazing for the kids to be able to have that opportunity. And it must, like you said, it brings a sense of pride to the community that you have that, doesn't it? Yes. And also, you know, working with our VFW um, veterans. Of, um, for, so that is, that's extremely important um, yeah. too. We just recently had an essay contest Um you know, really trying to engage students, um, teaching them, you know, what is Veterans Day? You know, what is a veteran? You know, I think a lot of times in our, in our, in the past, you know, and I, and I don't mean here like the past 10 years, I'm talking up probably 20 years. We took for granted that these discussions were being held in the home. You know, what is Veterans Day? You know, what is a veteran? Why, you know, why do we stand and salute the flag? Um, so I think that um, yeah, to to reteach that in the school to make sure that we're we're sticking. Like I said, we're not you know we're not indoctrinating students that we are using the standards that were set forth, and that we're teaching you know what what happened and you know why we stand for the flag. So it's really important to me. I, I am very patriotic, so getting to work with our local VFW was is, was an honor. Um, and just found out here in the last couple of days that um, one of our teachers um, actually was nominated and made it to, um, she won actually the, she's going to represent our district VFW. So there's like 12 different VFWs from different counties. She yeah. was selected to move to the next round, which will go to the state. So we're really excited about that. So it's great when your teachers are, are acknowledged for the great things they're doing in their classroom. Absolutely. And I think you hit the nail on the head is the small school districts are amazing places with amazing people, both the teachers, the leaders, and the students and families who make up just the truly awesome nature of it. I I was doing a a podcast a little earlier today with up in Northeast um, North Carolina, which is a rural district as well. So that's, you know, Bertie schools and they, are very similar at similar size, similar concerns, talk about the teachers and, you know, you start to get to know that and you just see the, the love that you have for your district. And that's the part that is so important to make a district come alive in a whole new way. Cause I, I it's like one of those things, if you don't promote it, who will? Absolutely. And, and I will <laughs> tell you, you know, all districts, every district has their things they don't want to put out on the front page. You know, every district has, <laughs> course, it, you know, true. but I will tell you that it's been 
such a such a great thing to to witness some of the changes that we have made in the two years. And um, you know, one of the the huge thing is the improving of the achievement level of our school district and oh, just yeah. making sure our students are, you know, reading on grade level and beyond and and reading for just the enjoyment of reading, not just to pass a test. Um, you know, going back to <laughs> excuse me, going back to the um career technology part of the um, the CTE program, you know, technical reading is a lot harder than textbook reading. So, yes. you know, students have to truly be able to read to be able to be into that those type of programs. So just making sure that our their achievement is is on the rise and that that we're giving students every opportunity that that possible, you know, offering the tutoring, offering, you know, the 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 parents that that maybe they have a negative connotation of you know school because maybe their experience wasn't as great. That's you know, true. To allow them to see that education can be a good thing and to, to not lead them, but to walk with them hand in hand in a partnership to doing what's best for their child. And um, you know, we'll do whatever it takes to to make a child successful. And um, we have a great partnership here in Glades County. We have um, the Glades Foundation, um, Glades County Foundation, Educational Foundation. Oh, okay. Uh, that we work with. Um, so we, you know, kids in Glades County are going to get whatever they need, no matter what it takes. You know, I, I'm I'm really, um, I'm really honored because I have teachers that I know of that that go that extra mile, that they're, they're not calling and saying, you know, well, am I going to get paid for this? They, you know, they, they, they do it because they want to make sure that students get what they need, no matter what it takes, you know, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't matter. Um, I will say that our teachers, you know, one of the things that we have had to do, you know, because we wanted to be competitive with bringing the most talented teachers and, and retaining them. Right. Many, many are from here in Glades County. You know, they grow up, they grow up here and they they love this way of life. So they go, they go to college and they come back to Glades County to teach, but they still have to be paid. You know, you still have to, you have to be able to. <laughs> it is a job, right? You it need is. to be paid. <laughs> it is. So we have um, our starting teacher salary is $50,000, which um, is some of, it's one of the highest in the consortium. Um, and, you know, first year teacher making $50,000. You know, the pay is good. The the atmosphere is great, but also the support that they're going to get and being able to to teach them about this craft. And it's not, you know, when you go to college, you know, you learn how to be a teacher, but you really don't learn how to be a teacher until that first day when you walk into that classroom and it's true. there. Um, so, so offering that support for new teachers is a wonderful thing. I love um, that. Just really supporting the teachers that grew up in Glades County, but also the teachers that are new to Glades County that maybe you're moving to Glades County. So that's something that, you know, we need to continue to work with and to um, to showcase about our, ourselves. I mean, it's so true about teachers. You know, when we think of even, I mean, even the issue of starting salary, right? Which I'm not sure why it's an issue, but you know what I mean, um, is when you start off with a, a strong salary it gives you opportunity to save more. You have less expenses when you're younger, right? You might have a growing family, but you can buy a home. You can reinvest in the community. 
And then you, when you become a part of that community, teaching changes too. It becomes your investment in who you are and your identity too, which is wonderful. Yeah. It's really, truly wonderful. All the things you have going on there. I mean, we could probably talk for another three or four hours about everything you have going on because there's so much going on in a small community. I grew up in a, a very small town in the Northeast. You know, I, I know that love and everyone knows you like, oh, there's a little universe. People knew, like you said, yeah. people knew. And, and I do completely adhere to, we have to look out for the kids around us to make sure they're okay and they're doing the right things. <clears throat> I love that you get to be that example as a superintendent and your alma mater. I mean, that's awesome. (laughs) Well, you know, I think too, that um, one of the things that is always very important to me is that parents know that their child or their children are safe in Glades County. Mm -hmm. You know um, we've seen Parkland, we've seen all the the school shootings, you know, and it's something that every principal, every teacher, every superintendent, it, it goes through our mind every day. Yeah. You know, you know, what's going to happen is today the day that, you know, that we have to utilize all the things that we've been taught or all the, you know, the pairing that we've done. And I can tell you that um, I feel like Glades County, I feel like that we we have done the prep you know, the preparing that we, that we've needed to, yeah. Um, but in a small community, you know, one of the things that, and I know that, um, you know, just listen to many podcasts and, and I'm, I'm a huge reader of articles and podcasts. And one of the things that I always think about in, in a small community, we're really blessed in Glades County is the mental health um, aspect of it. Yes, and that's true. We have, um, we are very fortunate. We have a mental health um, person for each of our schools and um, and they work nice. together. So if there's a child that is in a crisis or needs to speak, they're there. And so we really are trying to address that aspect of it. And, um, you know, but that that goes for our families as well. If yeah. and that, that's coming from a small community. If you hear that someone, you know, someone in your community is is having a, a harder time, you know, dealing with something. You know, you can you can let the the mental health counselors know. And um, it's been, you know, we've we've called parents in the middle of the night. You know, hey, you know, we we're seeing some activity on social media that we're not mm-hmm. not liking. We need to talk to you about it. So, um, and that goes back to just having that concern for your community and yes. the people in your community. You know, it's such a great way to wrap all this up is that concern for the community. And, you know, one of the, I I know I talk about some of the other podcasts, but just there's so many amazing stories out there. Like you talked about one of the superintendents, he, he, he drove to a a kid's home and said, why aren't you in school? Mm -hmm. And then brought the kid to school. And, and now the kid's doing great in the military. He's like a drill sergeant. So like that act of making sure the child was in school to make sure they're successful in what you're talking about and what you do, it, it makes such a difference. <clears throat> I, I feel like being a superintendent is it's about servant leadership. And, you know, it's that if, if you're not willing to serve your community, then that that superintendent role might not be for you. And I, I've had a lot of people, you know, over the past few years say, well, 
how did you know that it was time? Or, you know, what what is your advice to someone that might want to go into the superintendency? And I tell them, if you are, if you feel that you're above serving, and and what I mean by that is, I mean, if you feel that you are above <laughs> doing the dirty work, then it's not for you because it, this is not a glamorous position at all. You right. know, I'm, I'm a 24 hour, seven day a week position. <laughs> you know, it didn't, you know, like I said, you know, during the hurricane, I was right there in that shelter. Um, you know, I, I think that people, my ultimate goal is that every student be prepared for what's next in their life. And it, it might not be, it might not be college. It might not be the technical field. It might be going into the service and, and being a, a, you know, military person. That's right. Um, I just want them to be prepared and no matter what they do, I want them to be able to have that opportunity. I, I, like I feel like sometimes that as a, as a superintendent, you know, I have to remember at all times that it's it's about each student making their own decisions and that we are preparing them no matter right. what that decision is. And That's so right. fervent leadership to me is the fact that, you know, that I hire people that um, that, that believe in servant leadership, because I can tell you um, my admin, my administrative staff, um, you know, I would never hire someone that I didn't believe is about children and doing what's right for students. So, and that's, I've always said that, although my, my position, I'm an elected superintendent, anyone will tell you, I do not make decisions based on politics. I make them on what's best for the kids, you know, who As knows what will happen. And that's right. years, that might, you know, that might be what, <laughs> you know, takes me out, but I will be able to sleep well at night knowing that I did, you know, what's best for students. Yeah. And, um, and I stand on that and I, I believe I'm a servant leader and um, and I'm proud of the, the work that we've done in our, our community and in our county. Well, you know, it's been such a pleasure having you share and I love your passion. I really do. It's contagious um, and just really happy for the district to have a leader like yourself. And, you know, I'm excited for other people to get to hear the great things that Glades County has going on and excited for your team too, to have, you to inspire them every day. So I really appreciate your time, Beth. Well, I appreciate you um, asking me to interview. Um, I've enjoyed this. And um, I do want to, I do want to add a, just a little plug, if you don't mind. Of course. Um, one of the <laughs> things is that being a superintendent of small district, um, I do do all of the social media for our community, um, our school district. Um, so I, anyone that's listening would like to see all the great things we're doing. I ask you to Glades County School District um, Facebook page. Um, also, um, I've started um, the superintendent's desk, which is oh, uh, nice. Facebook, which is totally not uh, in no shape, form uh, connected to the Glades County School District. But um, it's for superintendents or anyone that is interested in the, that leadership role. Um, I started it because when I first became a superintendent, there was there was a lot of just practicality advice. I wanted to hear from other superintendents. So um, I started the Facebook page and we are growing very rapidly. And so um, I'd love to talk to other people. If anyone has questions, um, I'd love to, you know, I'm, I'm very open to talking with other people and to sharing my experience in this wonderful, like I said, this very honored position. So thank you very much for having me on your show.
You're welcome. I love that you're doing at the superintendent's desk. You know, we'll make sure we we talk about that when when the podcast comes out that that's there and that's available because with with Plexus and our foundation, our goal is to it, we love we're all education professionals. We love it is connecting those resources and making sure everyone has what they need. Well, again, thank you again, Beth. I appreciate your time. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining the Plexus High School Leadership Podcast Series. If you'd like more information on this podcast or Plexus, please visit us at plexus.com forward slash solutions. Thank you.